During July 1946, Operation Crossroads, a series of atmospheric nuclear tests in the Pacific, blew the tiny island of Bikini, by all first-hand accounts, to hell. Just days after, French engineer and fashion designer Louise Haya unveiled his modern two-piece swimsuit, likewise an exciting, explosive, and potentially dangerous development. The name stuck. So stop worrying, just as Americans in the 1950s did, and learn how to love the atomic bomb. I'm Joel Rhodes, telling history. Since the end of World War II, the omnipresence of the atomic bomb's towering mushroom cloud permeated the nation's consciousness. How we integrated and synthesized deeply ambivalent, often dichotomous emotions about the bomb's extraordinary power shaped early Cold War culture. Intense pride and relief over the weapon that ended the war and now shielded the Republic mixed uneasily with equally intense fear of a Frankenstein monster capable of destroying its creator. While the United States researched, developed, and built bigger and more powerful nuclear weapons in an arms race with the Soviet Union governed by the logic of mutual assured destruction, 1950s Americans sought to live with the bomb by optimistically integrating the technology into their post-war expectations about health, happiness, and prosperity, rather than dwell on our collective demise. Scientists envisioned a future nuclear utopia with fantastic predictions about nearly unlimited uses for atomic energy. Compact household reactors to heat, cool, and light the home, complemented with nuclear appliances, atomic cars, artificial suns mounted on towers to illuminate the night, highways constructed not with asphalt but fused solid rock, energized soil for maximum, albeit mutated, farming yields, a climate-controlled continent, air conditioning entire sunbelt cities while heating northern climes, cancer-curing isotopes. The bomb's light illuminated popular culture as advertising, film, and music tried to domesticate Oppenheimer's invention. The same complex and fascinating psychological link between atomic power and female sexuality reflected in the bikini swimsuit inspired Hollywood's use of the term bombshell to promote young starlets, or the atomic bomb dancers featured in a California burlesque show. There was even for a time a Miss Atomic Bomb beauty contest. Toy makers wowed baby boomers with miniature atomic energy labs, a uranium prospecting game complete with miniature Geiger counter, or kick cereal's atomic ring that, for just 15 cents in a box top, split atoms to smithereens right on your finger. An entire genre of science fiction films with atomic themes, many in 3D, terrified moviegoers with doomsday giants, monsters, and sundry mutants unleashed on humanity by atomic energy gone horribly wrong. Them, with Gunsmoke's Marshal Matt Dillon himself, James Arness, battling humongous ants. The Incredible Shrinking Man. The Atomic Kid. It came from beneath the sea. Creature with the Atomic Brain. Tarantula. Attack of the Crab Monsters, or eventually the satirical Dr. Strangelove. Civil defense preparedness programs and backyard bomb shelters were also meant to calm our anxiety and fear. But in truth, we never stopped worrying about the bomb. If anything, Americans at mid-century grew numb to the prospects of a nuclear holocaust, shouldering on with silent denial and grim resignation. You see, far from a love affair, our complicated relationship with the A-bomb only reinforced Cold War hostility towards the Soviets, fueled the anti-communist hysteria known as McCarthyism, and alienated a generation of youth.